0: Aye, 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 Welcome to episode 26 of the Fetch Everyone weekly podcast. Hello, everybody. First up, FetchEveryone.com is a free website for runners, bikers, swimmers, and everyone else. Some websites put their best features behind a paywall, We don't do any of that nonsense. We are sponsored by Ron Hill Specials. If you don't know who they are by now, they are makers of Bespoke Club Kit. They make the majority of the fetch shirts and vests that you'll have seen over the years. And we are planning on getting a batch of special 15th anniversary shirts from them uh, this summer. So I better get cracking with that, haven't I?
1: You better had.
0: Yeah. So uh, look out for a design this week, there I've said it. Ooh. There's, there's the pressure right there. So, um, yeah, do go and check them out. We'll put a link in the show notes, but if you Google Ron Hill specials, they're a really nice company based up in uh, Mansfield, I think, or in that sort of area. So Nottinghamshire and, um, really great to deal with. And, um, yeah, go check them out. And thank you very much to them for sponsoring the show. Um, Don't forget to hit subscribe on your podcast listening service to make sure that you get notified every time we drop one of these fat ones. And visit FetchEveryone.com forward slash podcast with all your questions and comments. And this week we'll be talking about what, Katie?
1: I'm here, by the way.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Phew.
1: So this week we're going to be talking about my ear. Uh, We've moved on from my left foot and we're on to my ear. Uh, we're going to talk about Ian's calf, and um, we're also going to hear from some fetchies.
0: Tell, tell us about your ear then, and for the benefit of doubt, uh, which ear is it? It's
1: my left ear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Again, it's a bit of a problem with my yeah. left side of my body. Same thing.
0: So what's happened then?
1: Um, well, I, I have um, something called a swimmer's ear, um, which is usually a, an infection in the outer part of the ear canal. So the bit that you can sort of... You poke things into, which of course you shouldn't poke things into it. No,
0: you end up factory resetting yourself. <laughs>
1: um, so I I had a bit of a kind of feeling around it for, may, for maybe a little while. I've been hearing a pulse in it, which is not massively unusual for me. Every so often I do get a bit of pulse tinnitus, but um, so that may or may not be connected. Um, I think you all may know that I've been feeling really tired as well. I think I've mentioned that. So I don't know again if that was anything to do with me brewing up an infection in my ear, but, um, on Friday I was going swimming, um, and I felt that my ear was slightly sore and I was a bit worried about putting my earplugs in, but actually they went in fine. That was okay. I did my swim around the lake. When I got out, um, I started to feel it a little bit more.
0: Yeah. And, You came in to hug me, didn't you?
1: That's right. So I had a hug with Ian and my, and my ear pressed against his manly chest. And, um, it.
0: It's broken many an ear.
1: (laughs) And it just felt really sore, the pressure on my, my ear. So anyway, Saturday morning, woke up and realized that it was really quite painful, not just to lie on it, but it was just a bit sort of throbby. And itching is another sort of thing that I've had as well now I'm not one for poking things into my ear I don't do any of that sort of earbuds or stuff nonsense but I do wonder whether because it's been itching whether I have been poking it a little bit more with my with one of my fingers this is yeah. a lovely subject isn't it um <laughs> anyway no, Jack, how
0: far we'll sample all of this <laughs> yeah. into a lovely song
1: poking my ear with my fingers. Um, it's so right there. anyway, I woke up on Saturday morning and I thought this won't do. And I contemplated the idea of going to our local walk-in centre and thought, oh, I know it'll be hours. And I'm afraid I was a bit kind of, right, I'm going to throw a little bit of money at this. So I, I got on to Push Doctor and I, I looked up Push Doctor at seven o'clock in the morning.
0: Other doctoring services are available and they're not sponsoring us to say any
1: of this. Yeah. Um, and I was connected and having a FaceTime style um, consultation by 7 30 maybe even a bit earlier actually I think my appointment was 7 30 but I was in the waiting room and he he called me through sort of thing virtually yeah and yeah we had a chat he looked at my ear obviously he couldn't look in it but he looked at it he got me to poke it a bit and um, he prescribed some antibiotics and steroid drops actually it's a spray it's very good you just put it up to your ear and push a little plunger thing and it sprays your eardrum yeah and your ear canal Lovely. maybe not your eardrum. I'm, so. I'm, my anatomy of ears is, is very very kind of flaky. oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice so it's feeling a lot better already, isn't it I think
1: <clears throat> yeah, it took about 24 hours for it to start feeling better with the spray. Yeah. so um Sweet. I'm, yeah, hopeful for the for the swoosh but honestly, if it feels like this or better, hopefully. Um, I'll, I'll be doing this wish. I can't not.
0: Yeah, good, Twelve fingers crossed, yeah. but let's hope nothing gets in the way. Yeah. Um, so you've not been able to swim for, you couldn't swim for 48 hours whilst uh, yeah. you were taking the start of the meds.
1: Yeah, he suggested um, 48 hours, but he said Saturday will be fine. I don't even know if I'm going to risk it this week. Yeah. I just don't know. But he said to wear earplugs wherever I swim this week. Yeah. So pool or open water, get them in. I'd love to swim before the swoosh, but I know I don't need to. I know it won't have yeah. any kind of impact on my training at this point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, stay safe.
1: Mm.
0: Cool. All right. And how's your running going along? Let's just sort of, let's do you first and get you get you <clears throat> done.
1: Are you putting off the moment when you have to talk about you?
0: I guess so, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: Um, my running is going quite well, and um, I did, I think, three times three miles this week, and, and one of the days was the um, the transcending day, the Ian Williams transcending day, and so...
0: Boy, did I transcend.
1: <laughs> he did, and um, I only logged just over three miles on that day, but in actual fact, I did quite a few other laps um, to keep him amused. Um and prevent him transcending too far. And so, I, so yeah, I've probably done a four miler on that day, I guess, in yeah. bits and bobs. So all good. And then on um, Parkrun on Saturday, it was Bedford Harriers did take over of Parkrun um, and I turned up there to be part of my club, which was really nice. And um I decided that I would do one of my usual sort of parkrun progressive runs where you sort of start at the back and gradually pick your way through. So when I managed to up my pace gradually through the run, got to an eight forty six minute mile for my last mile. So yeah, I was very right to that and feet well all under feel thirty. Right. Feet feeling okay, yeah. Good. No well, that's, problems.
0: That's exactly where you wanted to be really exactly. get the swish out of the way now and see what happens next.
1: See if I can get back onto Projo. Yeah. Okay, over to you. What's happened with you? Okay,
0: well, um, last week you may know that I was all keen on doing this uh, self-transcendence run. So um, I think the best thing to do is to just go over straight away to my recording from my... I did lots of recordings, by the way, whilst I was doing this. But the way I had it set up, it was just the muffled sound of my pocket joggling up and down. So no one wants to hear that, right? So here's the bit where I got back to the house. Hello, Fetchies. Well, I'm back at the house now, and my attempt at the 3,100-mile ultra is over. Uh, And slightly more prematurely than I had in mind, I was going to get to eight miles, but unfortunately I had to stop at six and three quarters. Um, My calf has been feeling a little bit tight over the last week, um, and just at one point it just suddenly went oh no, no no you've got to stop now and there was a really sharp pain from it so luckily on, on the on the one hand I think maybe I, I did it to myself by running those sort of 400 meter laps uh, for so long but on the other hand I was quite glad I didn't have over a mile to walk to get home as well so there's the plus side from it um, luckily, Katie was hiding behind the nearest lamppost, quite literally. So uh, that was all good. So my physio was on hand. Um, so I'm sat now with the ice pack on, and Katie's making coffee, uh, and hopefully it'll be something that will uh, get better reasonably soonish. Katie's sort of making that face that goes, "Yeah, you'd like to believe that, wouldn't you?" <laughs> No, no, it's more of a sympathetic kind of like, yeah, of course it will, darling, kind of face. Um, Yeah, so, but I really, really enjoyed it. It probably helped quite a bit by Katie acting the giddy goat and popping out here, there and everywhere. Uh, But as an idea, as a way to sort of change things up a little bit once in a while, I found it. Really quite fascinating um, because you're because it 's all so repetitive you 've got nowhere to go but wherever your your head is going to take you um, so you 've got to be able to sort of do that i guess so
1: but in all honesty don't you think that i I probably although I was doing mine a little bit to try and keep you occupied in a way, I probably stopped you transcending
0: well i'm pretty sure I would have been in an, on another dimension, on another plane, in another realm, <laughs> by now, uh, were it not for you leaping out from behind the bushes <laughs> so many times. But I was very grateful for it, and it made it fun. So just got to get this calf better now, and we'll be back in action with more of our crazy schemes. See you in the funny pages. Bye. Oh, thanks, me. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was a really actually good fun although I'm probably looking back on it now with rose tinted glasses because it was the last run I've done um
1: I think you were genuinely enjoying it I, I think you were I mean I I did the first lap or first two laps with you I can't remember and then I went off to do my run um because my legs were already sort of fairly dodgy the thought for me of doing multiple laps even over three miles was was not one that I was willing to to contemplate really. So yeah. I went off and did my run and um I managed to find one of my um one of the ladies that I run with regularly, um Nana Jill on the site. <clears throat> and um I got her to come and run with run with Ian for a couple of laps. So we turned up and yeah. uh, and ran two laps with Ian and then and then she went off to do her run and I said to Ian Oh, I've I've got to go in now. I'm tired and and you little trickster. And he 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 fell for that several times actually, <laughs> um, which was kind of funny. But um, no, I genuinely think you were enjoying it. I think you were enjoying the intrigue from the neighbours.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm in a, I'm a secret exhibitionist really, I suppose, and and
1: it's not really a secret, is it?
0: Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. But it was it was kind of interesting thinking which one of the neighbours is going to spot what I'm doing here, so... Um, well, we had and... three,
1: didn't we, who actually asked us in the end. Yeah. We had one lady who thought she might be in the Matrix because every time she looked out of her window, Ian was in the same spot running past. Yeah. Um, there another was a...
0: guy asked if I was dizzy.
1: Yes. <clears throat> and then another one just wound down his window as he was driving his kids to school and said, I'm not going mad, am I? You, you have done lots of laps, haven't you? And so yeah. another one who was doubting his sanity, but...
0: Yeah, but it was good as a, as an exercise. Yeah, I would recommend going out and giving it a go. Maybe like every mile or so, change direction so that one of your legs doesn't get super beefy and the other one gets broken. Yeah. So swap around every, every so often. That is what they do in self transcendence. They change direction once a day. Because obviously they're all sort of buff ultra runners. Um, so they can cope with the day of, of it. But if you're new to it, try every, every mile or so.
1: What was interesting as well was that I, I did that first lap with you and then I went off. And when I came back, you'd already sort of got a very definite route around the laps, or around the parked cars. It was like, no, we don't go that side of that car. It was yeah. like you'd become institutionalised into your lap. and um, Yeah,
0: you have to stand on this bit of concrete when you go off the kerb and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, Otherwise, it's all wrong.
1: But your recovery is going reasonably well, isn't it?
0: Yeah, so got home and... Stuck some ice on it, got it up in the air, and then got a calf guard on it as well for a bit of compression. And for the first sort of uh, 24, 48 hours, I was walking around a little bit like hair flick. Um, um, The first thing that was interesting is that it's easy to see now how quickly one bit of your body going wrong can throw the rest out. So my calf was not really wanting to do anything so as a result the rest of my leg and my pelvis were trying to compensate so I was swinging my leg forward by raising my the right hand side of my pelvis and swinging it forward and because of that I was starting to feel hip pain um, and Katie said yeah I told you <laughs> stop stop doing that stop mm-hmm. doing your hair flick impersonation mm-hmm. use little steps we will just take a long time to get everywhere that's fine um, so once I Got the hang of of not doing that, then the hip pain went away um and gradually started to get sort of back towards normal walking. But the thing that you did for me, which really helped, was gave me a sort of progressive set of exercises to do mm. that instead of me like sitting there thinking, Oh gosh, when am I going to be running again? Mm. I got put onto this chain of okay, so Can you go up on your tiptoes, mainly pushing up on your your good leg, and then eventually doing it so that both legs were pushing me up at the same sort of rate, the same sort of energy from both. Mm. So then you you get a bit confidence that there's the muscle is getting a bit of strength back in it. Yeah. Um, and then it was from from doing the double um toes raise. So what what would you call it? Heel raises. Yeah. So raising your heels up in the air. From that, I progressed to sort of like going up on two feet and coming back down on the
1: the bad one, the bad one. Mm-hmm. so
0: you're gradually increasing the amount of work that you're asking your your bad leg to do as it goes through the healing process, and you said yeah. something about it actually encourages the muscle to
1: yeah
0: work it work it out or what was that yeah, all about? so
1: just coming back a little bit from there to the fact that you were talking about compensation so that was quite a good tip that you you gave but you kind of whizzed over it quite quickly but the um the the idea of doing smaller steps and walking more slowly um in the early days it's a bit frustrating and you can't always do it but it does mean that you're more likely to walk more normally if you've got something wrong with the the leg that's a massive generalization but The faster you try and walk, the more you're going to want to try and compensate really because the the bigger that that step is, the more you're going to be recruiting muscles that might make it sorer. So then you're going to do even more to avoid contracting that painful muscle. So Ian very quickly started sort of walking with his knee completely stiff, um, even though his knee wasn't the problem at all, um, and lifting his hip. But once he got to the point where he was slowing it down, thinking about it more, he was bending his knee more, he was uh, hitching his hip less. Um, I had
0: to put my my hand on my right-hand side of my pelvis yeah. to sort of tell myself, right, stop lifting the yeah. pelvis up so you're not swinging it through. So I yeah. was walking around my house like a 1970s John Inman yes. I- impersonation. Yeah. Um, but it really helped to sort of say, right, now keep that bit level. Yeah. And and don't don't use anything from there up.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So slowing down and smaller steps is always good. Um, whatever's going on to try and stop you compensating too much, and then the progression that Ian's talking about with the exercises, with most people who do exercise of some sort or other, the thing that they're most keen to do is is to get back to doing what they want to do, um, and so giving them a kind of a very sort of clear path as to how they're going to be able to do that is really good mentally as well as good physically. So mentally, it gave Ian something to know, well, if I can do this without too much pain, then I can move on to this. And when I've moved on to that, I can then, if I can get that done, and he could see the progression through to getting back to running. Um, And I think the, the, the first thing to do is to always just judge where you're at with it. So for Ian, it was he couldn't do a double heel raise, so that's going up onto the toes with both legs, keeping his weight even. He had to put most of his weight onto his good leg, and then he could do it.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's where he started. But for everyone, the starting point might be different, so that you might get someone in who's absolutely fine going um, going up even and... But if you were to try and get them to come down on that bad leg, which is that sort of next progression, they'd find that really difficult. Or you might get someone who comes in and you try and get them to do a double heel raise after a really severe calf injury, and they just wouldn't even be able to contemplate it. Even even with the good leg doing most of the work, it would just be too much because even that small activation in in the bad leg would be too painful. So for them, you're going to have to think about something else that they can get on with Um, until they can move on to loading but controlled loading is a good way of getting the body healing you in a good way and and it seems to it seems to really help just to stop that muscle becoming weak through the healing process
0: yeah it's good so I'm up to I can go up and down just put my hands on the kitchen worktop and I can go up and down on one foot now on the bad foot yeah Um, so I've been doing sets of those and then the next step for me is to try, uh, well, I tried a little bit of jumping up and down on, on two feet yesterday. Yeah. Um, and so the next step is to try a bit of hopping on my bad foot.
1: Yeah.
0: To And, and it's sort of, it's building back that, the mechanism of running. Yeah. So hopping from one foot to the other, basically, is what you're doing when yeah. you're running, aren't you? So,
1: yeah, so um, finding out where you are in terms of when we start you back running, hopping's a really good it's a really good way of checking whether you're you're ready for it, really, um so if you could hop for sort of thirty seconds or so on that leg, then we'd probably look at okay, well, let's see how you get on with a nice gentle, flat run, yeah, um and see how that goes um and progress you up through time spent running at an easy pace first, yeah, um, and then we'd look at once we'd got you to a certain level so looking at how much you normally run and how how far you were running before this happened and taking all those things into account so it's not a one size fits all but you'd we'd want to be making sure that we made it appropriate for you so it might be for you that the first time you go out okay you just do a few minutes just to kind of see what the reaction's like afterwards yeah. have a rest day but then if that's all fine you could reasonably quickly get your distance up yeah. And add in things like speed and hills last in the in the progression, because they're the things that you're most vulnerable um, to yeah. re-injure.
0: Yeah, I'm finding the bent leg stretch of my calf to be the, the one that causes most discomfort at the moment. So it still feels like it's a bit tight in there.
1: Yeah, and yeah. we suspect that it is more of a soleus issue rather than a gastrocnemius issue, which fits with that, because... Soleus, you're more likely to get a stretch on it with a bent knee. Soleus,
0: it's kind of ice cream, isn't it? (laughs) You've got an ice cream injury. Do you
1: know it's named after this fish, the sole, because supposedly it looks like a fish. Soleus muscle.
0: What is there a gastric nemius fish? (laughs)
1: I don't know that, I don't know. Are all the muscles named after fish? Quite a lot of the time they're named, not after fish, in fact, um, but quite often they're named after where they attach from and to. So sternocleidomastoid, which is one of my favourite muscles. Yeah. (laughs) It attaches to your sternum. Classic. Your your clavicle, which is the clido bit, and to your mastoid process. I like that one.
0: Sternocleidomastoid. Yes. Oh, that's cool with him.
1: Yeah. (laughs) anyway that's all that serious stuff out of the way so yeah so we're 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 feeling positive I'm feeling positive about how you're doing I think yeah. you know there was a little bit of swelling there wasn't any bruising there was a little bit of swelling I've done a little bit of work on the leg but you do have to be really careful in the in the first sort of few days because basically your body is healing you at that point and we don't want anyone's fingers getting in there and disrupting the healing process. So we just let yeah. the body get on with it, really.
0: Yeah. And aside from anything else, it was super sore to touch yeah. in that first 24 hours.
1: I well, mean, your body's clever, isn't it? It's not stupid. It's yeah, going, yeah, yeah don't touch get me. Get off. <laughs> I'm busy, yeah. like, making you better. So just yeah.
0: But I'm leave I'm me alone a bit. nudging it now with my finger as we're talking. And it's, uh, yeah, it's going, yeah, whatever else. Yeah. So that's good.
1: So I I reckon it was around about a low-level grade two yeah. muscle tear. Yeah. The pain, years. though, when
0: when I did it, the pain was like a proper kind of like, oh, my gosh, is my yeah. foot still attached?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's amazing how much pain you can get from what's probably a relatively small yeah. tear. But, I mean, if you imagine, like, sticking yourself with a pin or something like that, mm. it's only a very small amount of uh, skin or whatever, but it, there's a, it's, it generates a lot of pain, doesn't it? So, yeah. Madness.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it certainly sort of made me stop immediately.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and my comedy hiding behind the lamppost.
0: Yeah. Shame. It
1: yeah. was all wasted.
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't wasted. I have lovely memories of you yeah. leaping out from behind the bushes with a different dog each time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I nearly transcended Katie. Good. Yeah, nearly. Nearly. Next time.
1: So we had some comments from users about the Wava stats. And uh, Mrs Jiggs has her highest ever Wava in a marathon. So that's definitely a little bit of an outlier there. But she is She amazing. is an outlier
0: because she's so awesome. She I mean is she's awesome. her highest Wava is what ninety percent.
1: That's yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's incredible. She's virtually a world-class athlete.
1: Yeah, I go yeah. with actually. I mean, if yeah. anyone has ever tried when when Mrs. Jiggs, if ever you're at Parkrun and Mrs. Jig says, "Yeah, I'm just taking it easy today." Do not be fooled.
2: Don't try and keep up. Don't
1: try and keep up. I I usually run quite fast when I'm doing Parkrun with Mrs. Jiggs on an easy day, so Um, Just bear that one in mind. Trin says, My WAVA stats are quite similar. For instance, last year I got a 72.98 at Sirencester Park Run and a 72.84 at Wiltshire Half Marathon. And then this year she says she got 79.15 at the Toro del Mar 10K and 73.39 at Barcelona Marathon. So really not too different. Yeah. Um, And Fenland Flyer.
0: Well I'd take a six percent drop off, oh gosh, me from, too from a marathon that would be
1: yeah
0: a, a fantastic pB for me if I could do that, but yeah. I keep meaning to get all the the big stats together and sort of see what the pattern is, see how many people have their fastest and the shorter
1: distances, yeah um, and what the drop off is generally yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll try and do that this week if I can um and flyer also looked at his um stats and he looked at all of the sort of main distances from one mile up to marathon and his only vary by 3.3% as well, which is, again, is really awesome, isn't it? He's another good runner. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wine Legs listened to the bird song on Heligant's recording as she made her way to the swim and she said that the birds are turns.
1: I'm not sure if she identified them from the song. She liked the bird song. Right. And then from my description, I think she recognised the turns. Oh, okay. I think so. Oh,
0: right. She's not some kind of bird whisperer. the turns
1: they? weren't actually, well, like, maybe they were tweeter-eatering, um, which obviously is technical <laughs> is, is that the bird name watching okay. <laughs> terminology, tweeter-eatering. Um, anyway, maybe, next you could confirm that very important fact.
0: Yeah, I've got Shazam on my phone, which is really good for, like if there's a song playing somewhere, you can just yeah. get Shazam to tell you what that song is. Is there anything equivalent for bird song? I know there's something where you can take a photo of a plant and it'll recognise the plant for you. So you'd think it's not much of a stretch for it to be able to listen to the birds and then tell you what birds you're hearing. Yeah. So that'd be cool.
1: Fenland Runner gave us an interesting bit of feedback. Uh, It's the highlight of my Monday afternoon listening to the podcast. Oh, you poor thing. So you'd think (laughs) it would be a good thing. And then
0: he goes on to say, it never fails to disappoint. Oh, I see. <laughs> enchantingly nasty.
1: <laughs> but I think maybe... I don't think he read that. No, no, no.
0: He's another one who's Thank doing... Thank you, Fenland
1: Runner. We appreciate that feedback.
0: Yeah. He's doing, another one doing really well on Project Joker. Yes, he is. Um, which I've obviously had to put aside this week. Mm. Um, but he, when he did his test 5K, he said that, that was a, a, an all-out effort in our eyeballs on stalks. And then he did pacing at his um, local park run on the weekend. And he was within a few seconds of his test effort. Oh, but he said it felt like a jog. So
1: Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So
0: he's improving quite yeah, nicely. Yeah. Um, there seem to be quite a few of you um, doing really well on Project Joker. So
1: yes. um, let us know. If only we could join you. Yeah. We will. We'll be, we'll back. be back. We'll be back. Yes. Um, and loads and loads of positive feedback about the song from How Far. And um, we loved it. And thank you so much. We really appreciate the effort. Yeah, thanks very much.
0: Okay, so um, some stuff to point you out on the website. If you go to our homepage at the moment, there's a very colourful banner that should be linking you through to your annual summary infographic. So go and have a look at that. When you first load it up, it will take a little while, like about a minute or so, to pull together all the data for you. Um, but then it generates this lovely infographic. It works really well if you've got a GPS because it does all sorts of stuff, like showing you your fastest four hundred meter bit from any of any of your runs. It shows you how you're doing compared to your targets. It's showing you how your pace breakdown is over the course of the year. We had some nice feedback about that already, so you can find that on the homepage. And also, I I doubt we'll get this podcast um, sort of published before midday, but there is a Who Squares Wins 128-player edition about to hit. So the top 128 players in the rankings are going to be going into a 128-player game, and they've got a whole week to try and make sure that they stay in the top 64, because then half the players get cut and we keep cutting half the players until I think seven weeks later we end up with an eventual winner. So the the top 128 players will go into that. So you'll find that under Games, Who Squares Wins? For those of you who are not in the top 128, I'll see if I can put together a sort of second division game. Hopefully that will work out for you guys.
1: So this week I'm highlighting a blog um, that I've highlighted before, I think, but for different reasons, Um, and it is Silver Shadow. I would also recommend off on the same subject I should say um, is the the thread which is called Reducing Single Use Plastic and there's lots of people on there with lots of very good ideas about how to reduce using plastic and just throwing it away Um, Run Free obviously is a one of our, our biggest plastic free ambassadors or advocates but yeah there's lots of good stuff on there and um, practical advice about how to do that and Silver Shadow is doing her plastic free July blog and I started today with her milk delivery information which I'm also looking at um, I'm trying to kind of square it all up in my head because you sort of on the one hand you you you're supporting reusable glass which is great I'm presuming that they do reusable glass Do you mean they'll
0: reuse the bottles or will they sort of grind it up and turn it into windows Because, you know, you sort
1: of think, you know, unless they just clean them and reuse them, it's another annoying thing. It's really
0: hard because you think whatever happens, even just, even the act of recycling uses up energy or or time or... Well, even cleaning the bottles does that, but it must be
1: better, surely. Yeah, but but
0: everything, you've got got to start taking everything into account. So getting the milk delivered on one hand is good because you don't have the plastic bottles from the supermarket Yeah. but there's also someone's got to drive to your house and hand it over it's really tricky and, and there are unfortunately a lot of companies out there I think that are trying to make the most of people's good intentions
1: yeah uh, but I mean, as Silver Shadow and I have have said to each other this week, it is kind of exhausting and you can turn yourself in knots and you can only really do what you can do and yeah. try and do the best thing. So if your idea is I want to reduce that plastic that I bring into my house for a one-off use, then getting glass delivery bottles, it works on that level. So maybe sometimes you just have to go, right, this works for this and... I'm not going to tie my brain in knots over this one. So we've done a few things over the last year, following on from last year's plastic-free blogs from from um, Silver Shadow. And one of them is soap, in that we've stopped using the plastic liquid soap and we're on bars. And we've also even made our own soap. Um, a couple of times under the guidance of Silver Shadow and Mine Legs. Um, we've got a batch that we're working our way through at the moment of a good 16 or so bars that we made in one, one sitting. That
0: was good fun. Yeah, we um, we made them in a... You, you create this gloopy mixture and you pour it into Pringles tubes that have been lined with, with brown paper.
1: Other moulds are available.
0: <laughs> yeah, but interestingly, Pringles tubes are not recyclable, so it mm. is a good way to at least get a double use out of them. Yeah. Um, and in fact many uses yeah so and then you and then eventually when when it hardens you slide it out of the pringles tube mm. and and chop it up into little uh, discs so we've yeah. still got quite a few of those left, haven't we? But...
1: it was really nice to do it because we could choose our own color and we could choose our own um fragrances and we have we've been using it now for a little while and it's it's really nice. It smells lovely and it feels good and it's awesome. Um, but the coffee, we also stopped using our pod machine, didn't we, yeah. a year ago.
0: Yeah, we've got like a plunge uh, coffee maker now, which is... Cafeteria. Yeah, oh. which means we don't use the little plastic pods.
1: I think we've both got a bit more conscious as well um, at using, um, rather than using cling film all the time. At, and one of the, this was a tip from Runfrey actually, is just covering food up with a plate or... With a bowl or when sticking it in the fridge with something like that on top of it rather than cling film all the time. Oh, We haven't completely erased cling film from our cupboard, but I think we're getting there with it.
0: If you've got any tips or um, advice or problems that you're facing with plastic and you want to use less of it, mm. um, pop along to that.
1: That thread that and have thread. a look at Silver Shadow's blog because I, I'm thinking yeah. she's probably going to be doing them throughout July. No pressure at all to do that, Sylvia. But yeah, is yeah. she going to do
0: them daily? Do you think, or is it just uh, like every every so often? We'll have to wait and see. What we someone to today and have to wait
1: And we've we're definitely going to do another couple of things. We've been talking about our, how we get our veg and how because that's the thing that comes wrapped in so much plastic, so annoying. And we've been reducing our meat anyway. I think we've we've spoken about this before, but um. We were also talking about getting our fish from a fishmonger instead and, and hopefully being able to take our own container along to get that put straight into from the fish counter.
0: Yeah. There are um, some supermarkets that are trialling packaging-free pasta. I think Waitrose are doing something in their Oxford store, just like a, a one-off trial. Right. I think it happens more in Europe. Um, you mm. take your own container, container box, bag, whatever, and you literally just pour the pasta in. Yeah. And then you weigh it at the end, and they charge you for it.
1: So that's my my feature for the for the week, um, and it's uh, over to you. Really, what have you got? What are you What are you going to go on about?
0: Yeah, well, in between my bouts of hay fever, which Katie is sort of enjoying the idea of, of editing out later on, um, my favourite thread this week is going to have to be the Bedford Bridges Challenge because. That's coming up in just under a fortnight now.
1: It's exciting. I'm looking yeah. forward to that.
0: So we've got about I uh, think ten or fifteen fetchies who are all going to come and run round the bridges of Bedford. So we or walk or walk or all do abilities. Handstands.
1: All abilities will be catered for.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm imagining we'll probably end up in in a bunch of little groups or doing different so, things yeah. and working our way around the river. Yeah. So we've worked out a route and it's going to be between five and a half and six miles, we think, and takes in most of the bridges worth seeing around Bedford. Um, And then we're ending up in the pub for a nice meal. So looking forward to that.
1: We're going to book that today, are not we? But obviously, if anyone's feeling like they don't want to go that far, run or walk, that's fine. You know, there's plenty to do in quite a nice, close environment to the pub. So we can make it as short or as long as you want to, really. Um, and there's also some nice places to sit and if it's a nice day just take in the river really
0: yeah and if it's not taking sit in the pub and take in some gin
1: (laughs) yes indeed
0: yeah so uh featured fetchies yeah first up um well we i think we mentioned earlier that um people are doing project joker and here's a piece from fendon flyer who's another person who's absolutely flying along with his his progression so yeah. here he is
3: hello fetchers this is fenland flyer how are you all today podcast day i'll bet you're all happy aren't you listening out and smiling away well i'm pleased to say that project joker is working well for me i've done 9 weeks of project joker last week i uh, managed to get a 2 second pb at boston park run A bit muted really because they changed the course slightly and instead of a dog leg it just runs nicely off the footpath onto the towpath now. So a little bit muted and it also came up short. So today I decided that I'd go to Peterborough Park Run. It's a certified 5k course and it measured up perfectly according to my GPS watch anyway. So all's well. I've awaiting official time for my finish but uh, it should be a sub 21 for me which I've been chasing for a little while and uh all being well we've cracked it well and truly so if you've not done anything about it it's about time you joined up with project joker a long run a tempo run and an interval run uh, is what uh Ian or fetch suggests every week and uh, commit yourself go for it and i'm sure i'm positive 100 percent sure that you will get somewhere and knock off some time off your 5k time just a little bit of effort on your part and uh, go for it. Right, fetches, official email is in, and the time I've got today on my 5k park run certified course is 20 minutes 46 seconds. Well, chuffed with that, very, very pleased, and I'm going to have another go just before the Bedford Bridges Challenge in two weeks' time on a new course to me. Fingers crossed. uh, Weather's okay, Not too hot. Not windy. We'll see how we do, but we're up for that challenge in two weeks' time. Uh, Great Denham. So if you're about in the area, you fancy coming down, then uh, we'll see you all there. Take
0: care. Bye, fetches. Thanks, and Flyer, and fantastic news about your PB two words stood out to me there. Certified and committed. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're if you're looking for to be certified and committed, then uh, do come and join us on Project Joker. Um, I'm not sure whether to to start again. Um, when I'm back to running or to to carry on and, and keep playing Jokers until I'm ready to do it, but um,
1: I think the the thing that I would say to you is that when you go back into Project Joker, I would only add in one new element a week. Yeah. So, um, and it, with the speed, you're probably a little bit safer with your tempo, um, especially if you do it as more of a sort of progressive run, um, building up the speed. Mm. So that'll be p- kind of probably safer for you. Um, and then add the intervals in if that goes well. That's that's my advice to yeah. you. Um, I think
0: I've I probably could get improvement based on a tempo run on its own. Just because like getting a, a whole batch of those consistently under my belt would would be yeah. more than I've got at the moment. So
1: yeah, but um, I think that's brilliant. I'm really pleased for you, Fendon and Flyer. I've been watching your training for weeks and weeks now, and you do astonishing amounts of quality training. Uh, um it was lovely to see your your training come in from peterborough park run and the route looks really really nice um but it was also really nice to see um your time and um yeah just feel like you've you've worked at it and you've got what you deserve so well done well yeah done nice one
0: and good luck at great Dan, and we will try and get along there and if not we'll be seeing you later on that day oh we'll,
1: we'll make sure that we go i think yeah. yeah yeah
0: but we'll be seeing him at the bridges challenge anyway so if we will buzzing around picking people up from the station or whatever oh mean. that's true yeah, yeah. cool, cool. Uh, right then um, and also in the middle of Project Joker we've got another little um, hit from Lynns who's busy doing her intervals again so yes, she is
2: hello fetchies it's Linz D here I'm uh, in the park I've just been for my physio on my shoulder and I'm about to do my Project Joker interval session I have to confess to a certain lingering feeling of dread, Um, but I'm trying to hold in my mind the fact that I got a season's best at Potter on this Saturday. Um, Saturday just gone. And so it's obviously working. Um, So yeah, I'm going to do six times 0.25 of a mile and um, I'll see how I feel. I might check in with you after three or definitely at the end. Bye. Hello, so it's me again. I've done four. I thought it would be psychologically good to stop over halfway. Um, so far so good. No crying. Um, can't say I enjoyed them, but I enjoyed them more than I have done the last couple. I feel quite strong, um, so that's good. Um, there appear to be two people with streamers nearby um, in the playground, so apologies for the noise. Okay, here we go. Six done. Um, the fifth might be a little bit slower because there was a dog that wasn't on a lead and I was a little bit worried because the owner didn't seem to be paying attention um, maybe that's just an excuse we'll see anyhow, really glad to have done them feel okay feel quite strong actually um, left hamstring's a little bit niggly but it has been for a while um, but nothing terrible and uh, yeah Thanks for accompanying me on my interval session. Bye.
0: Well done, Linz. And I know from a few weeks ago when you were talking about the idea of doing intervals, you're absolutely hating the idea of them. So to get to where you are now is a a real progression. Um, I'd say look after that hamstring and make sure it doesn't turn into anything nastier. So just be careful and play your jokers if and when you need to. Sounds like you've got a race coming up as well on the Sunday. Yeah. So um, hopefully that went well. And, um, yeah, just take care of yourself. But well done.
1: Yeah, very good. Very good for keeping going when you clearly don't like them very much.
0: Well, we know that Lynn's at least made it to the pub after her interval session because she's done another recording with a few friends.
2: Hi, Fetchies. Uh, we are coming to you from the Pie Pub. This is Lynn's day. Yay! to introduce yourself to oh, ladies I'm placey TB uh, serendipally yay dips. <laughs> We've been for a run, haven't we? Apart from Dips, who has ordered food, <laughs> ordered food and, for us. and beer, spectacularly. And beer. We're, I'm eating pie. You're yeah, eating pie they're, pie. pie. they're eating salad. I Don't know why they came to pie pub with salad. It's, it's a Yeah, they're eating it. salad. I know. Sorry, we broke the rules. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we ran for 4.6 or 4.2 miles, depending on whose Garmin you believe. <laughs> and it we were serenaded. I must have run around in circles. <laughs> <laughs> and we had we had our mounted horsemen, didn't we? Mounted oh, yeah. <laughs> horseman <laughs> escort. Thank <laughs> and we were reminiscing about how this came about, and we think that it was a sort of multifunctional meetup where uh, I was struggling to get an exercise, and Katie was a bit miserable and needed—sorry, real name—needed, needed, <laughs> needed uh, pie. That's oh, Everybody need needs pie. pie. Everybody yeah. Needs pie. Well, it was like a lunch date, wasn't it? Pie so
1: and if bean, we had lunch yeah. Then it's yeah. like, well,
2: oh, we could go for pie again.
1: Because yeah. this is this a Lindscott
2: corp? This is a Lindscott pub. This is a Lindscott pub. Yes, pub. Yes, it's definitely a Lindscott yeah, so pub. I think we originally visited this on a TBC, mm-hmm. and then we came back here with ITG, and then with DC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can only do it if your name rhymes. Paul, yeah. <laughs> well, <delivery>. oh, noisy. <laughs> I did that <laughs> yeah, I did that
1: out. <laughs> anyway, that's it really. Okay, okay yeah. Right. We'll, we'll say goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks ladies. That was a really nice, happy sounding meetup that you guys have, have had and uh, we we like to hear about Fetchies getting together and um it's lovely that you're all getting together to support each other in the pie eating. Um yeah. Did you have
0: your hands tied your, behind your back and have to like <laughs> put your face in them to eat them or not? I need details
1: no, but we we um, we enjoyed that. We liked hearing you sounding all quite happy and and full of pie, so well done, we yeah. really like that
0: so what's your plan for this week then Katie? you obviously swimming on Saturday in Devon, so what are you gonna do between now and then
1: yeah not not much, I don't think um I don't know whether to risk a swim before. Saturday or not. Um, I don't think it's going to add much at this stage and there is a sort of fear that it will wind the ear up when it's doing really well. Um I I would like to swim, so I think that, that the jury's out on that one. Um but I've got to carry on doing my spray slash drops until Friday evening and then I'll take them with me anyway to Devon and have them so that if the ear is a little bit wound up after the swim that I can spray it again
0: yeah we bought a bigger tent didn't we
1: we bought a bigger tent we have and it's really lovely we can sit in the sort of porch area um and survey the land rain well it's not (laughs) it's not forecast rain the forecast looking good so it's not looking like there's going to be wind coming up the estuary for now um and so hopefully we won't get any chop for now (laughs)
0: Are you sure about that last no. one there?
1: Um And um, it's looking like a reasonable sort of week for warming yeah. up the estuary water as well. But so 20 good. degrees
0: sort of land temperature. So yeah. I can sit around and await your safe return.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, running's obviously got to take a back seat again, but I'll probably get out for a couple of short runs um, just to keep things sort of ticking over, really. Yeah. And with you, we are kind of awaiting results of the hopping test, aren't we?
0: Yes. Should we do some live hopping?
1: How do you feel about Do some live jumping, first of all, and then we'll, okay. we'll, from that we'll decide whether you want to hop. And also do some fast single heel raises on that leg. So fast, really kind of going up what fast. What should I do first? Do, do some slow heel raises to start. Okay. Let's try that. Let's do five of those. Perhaps um, you could
0: provide some commentary. How's that it. feeling? <laughs> yeah, that's feeling all right. Actually.
1: Okay, so now go on to up quite fast, but still lower slowly. Yeah, that's good. How's that feeling? Yeah. He's yeah. making a little face. That could be him trying not to sniff as well, because he's full of hay fever. Yeah, yeah again, that's, that's, that's okay. feeling all right, yeah. Okay, so it feels gen- like
0: I'm working quite hard, but I am lifting my entire body with yeah. just one of my legs.
1: So gentle jumping then? A little jumping, good, nice. Right, how did that feel? Yeah,
0: a little bit more conscious of the right leg than okay. the left leg. Okay, what would you give
1: it on an out of ten score? Two. Two. Okay. So the other thing that I do, Fetchies, is if someone's down in the the two out of ten and it's not a sharp pain, if it's sort of dull, achy, tired type thing, then I get them to push on with whatever exercise or whatever it, whatever test it is. So we're going to get you to do a little bit of hopping then.
0: Okay. This is where I injure myself. If you injure yourself again, then
1: that's it. I'm going to stop being physio forever. Good. That's fine. Yeah. Ah, So that was five hops there. And how was that?
0: Yeah, I was imagining I would have to sort of like do a heel raise at the same time as I was hopping. And then I very suddenly thought, no, I better not do that. So I just...
1: You sort of are though, aren't you? The other thing I usually do actually is I get people to hop on their good leg first to just get the brain ticking over a bit on the. And it also gives you a comparison as well.
0: That's my good leg.
1: Yeah. See if it sounds different. It didn't sound any different to me. Good. No. Well done. How did that feel?
0: Yeah, not bad. Encouraging. Good. Encouraging. Excellent.
1: So I think if we can get you hopping a little bit longer than that and you're not getting any more than a two out of ten and it's just an achy ache, then I think we'll get you we'll get you running fairly, fairly soonish. Yes. Awesome. But you've got to keep doing your strengthening exercises. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. So that's the, the single heel raises.
1: Yeah, but we can yeah. start doing maybe with the stair. We could start doing it more fast. Yeah. Um, so as in more reps fast rather than more, more of them being slow. Um, we could stick a rucksack full of bags of flour on your back.
0: Yeah, or or a new tent.
1: Or you could hold Stephen.
0: Yeah, and or add, add Harry and just to... <laughs>
1: Anyway, there's all sorts of progressions you can do. Yeah,
0: like those little tiny weights that they screw on the end of the big weights when they're in the yeah. Olympics and all that. He's putting on the extra tiny weight. Yes. He's going to break him. Yeah. Um, and that's the other uh, site thing that I wanted to mention. If you go to the train menu, um, there's something, a new sort of amalgamation of two pages now. It's called Summary and Analysis. And I've brought together all of the different little bits of summary and analysis, funnily enough that you can access from around the site. So I've tried to produce a, a sort of a, a common place where you can find all of those. So um, one of the things I was looking at is the fact that if I'm, if I'm not running tomorrow, then it'll be seven days without running. And that'll be, I can actually go back and look at all of my training. And if I look at the, there's a section on streaking, and you can see how many streaks you've had, how many say two day streaks, how many three day streaks whatever for your entire year for every year of your running career on fetch um and it's interesting to see that in my earlier years i would have more streaks so like four and five day streaks but also more longer breaks as well whereas these days if i have one break that's longer than seven days it's pretty rare i think this is my second one this year because i had a bad cold Mm um I don't have so many long breaks now, and I also don't have so many long streaks. Yeah. So it's about sort of, I think I've learned to balance rest and activity a bit better than mm. when I first started. So I'm still doing the same sort of mileage. So it's another interesting tool. Yeah. Just thought I'd mention that. Yeah,
1: definitely good
0: okay are we wrapping it up there i reckon yeah, yeah. Uh, don't forget to send your audio contributions to podcast at fetch com. we love to hear them i've just had one whilst we've been recording from yummy so we'll put that in next week but Ooh, i bet
1: that's her um that's her ultra, her ultra yeah so Exciting.
0: she's obviously lived to tell the tale so that's good Perfect. so let's hope it's a good tale but we'll keep that for next week Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify or however you're listening. and Visit FetchEveryone.com forward slash podcast to let us know what you thought of the show, to ask us questions, to leave your comments, whatever else you want to say. If you want to say teddy bear, say teddy bear. Anyway, thanks for joining me, Katie, once again.
1: You're welcome.
0: We'll see you next time.
1: Cheery bye.
0: Ta-da.